Hi there. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, a place to explore ideas and inspiration to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I'm Jacqueline Clare, your mermaid of the airwaves. Join me in this deep dive. Hey, my friends, let's have a spiritual conversation about the now, about you and me and what's going on in the world and how it feels and what we can do about it, if anything, what it all means. So one thing is for sure, no one is having the April of 2020 that they thought they were going to have. And I hope everyone is safe and everyone is well. And I know that there are many opportunities in this time. And some people are getting to appreciate them, spending more time with their families. That's probably the main one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Having more time to be and self-reflect And that is the work of a lifetime, and I'm going to speak a little bit about that. But there's a lot of trepidation and fear and uncertainty and concerns about well-being and finances. And some people are working more than ever. Some people are out of work. Like, you don't need me to to list what's going on right now. I just want to acknowledge it. And in some of the one-on-one conversations I've been having This is what it seems like a lot of us are feeling. And I really invite you to drop your comments, share with me if you have anything to concur or add to this list. The big thing for those of us who like don't necessarily have a family member that's ill, we're not, you know, necessarily in the medical industry, we're not in the heart of it. We're just socially distancing and kind of our industry has completely stopped and we're just waiting. There's this sense of limbo. We're so in limbo and we limbo between, you know, oh, it's an opportunity to, to be and read books. And then also like, oh my God, what is happening? And we're in limbo, like wondering, is this, how long is this the reality? Do I need to, is this the new normal? Is this, my life? Is this what I need to adapt to? Or is this just a temporary season? And if so, how do I either serve during this time or make the most of it? You know, just, you know, robot, like, which way do I turn? And I've heard a lot of people of my generation say, like, did you feel like you were just getting your life together when this happened? And I'm sure there are a million launches and weddings and graduations, like all these things that were about to happen that now everything has just stopped. And not to say that life doesn't still go on, but to reiterate, this is not the April, the spring, the summer that we were planning. It's not what we consciously ordered from the universe. And it makes me think of this dream that I had. Bear with me. I know that's like death when you hear somebody tell you they're going to share their dream. But actually, it's very much inspired by some of the writings of Abdu'l-Bahá and how he 
talks about the purpose of this life. And it's so it's about birth. And in the dream, I have a lot of dreams where I'm sort of like a narrator. I'm like reading a book. I'm like reading. I'm like watching the movie and I'm in the movie and I'm commenting on the movie. It's weird. But um, so in the dream, I wasn't giving birth. I don't know who was giving birth, but it was, I actually empathized with the infant and I understood extremely clearly on an emotional level that for the infant who has no understanding of what's going on, being born is literally the worst thing that ever happened to it. As it is moving through that experience, whatever that's like for it, when its old world is completely shattered, as it's moving through the birth canal, it probably thinks it's dying with whatever you know thought structures it has. And in a way it is. Its old life is dying. And it's painful and horrible and it's a nightmare and it's the worst thing that ever happened to it. And yet, from our perspective, we understand that that birth is the purpose of everything leading up to that moment. The birth is the purpose of the nine months of preparation. But the baby doesn't understand that. It's the worst thing that ever happened until it acclimates. So that's something to remember when you are going through any experience in life that is inexplicable to you and it feels like horrible, like the worst thing literally that has ever happened to you. Well, it might be a birth And it might be the purpose of everything you have built, everything you have developed, everything you have made of yourself up until this point. And I think collectively, as a world, this must be some sort of birth. I'm not saying it is the only crucible we will pass through as a human race as we move towards maturity, but I am going to hold the vision that we're moving through a huge disruption and there is something that we were made for on the other side of this. Some of you will be familiar with the analogy that this is somewhat inspired by, um, where Abdu'l-Bahá is actually talking about our life that we're living right now, our, our material existence here on Earth, and that transitioning to the next world is our birth, that um, here we are developing our character qualities our virtues, you could say, our, our courage, our integrity, our trustworthiness, our love, our kindness, our creativity, just as the baby is developing its limbs and its fingernails and its eyes and its tongue, all of these 
qualities that it doesn't appear to need in the life of the womb, but it needs them very much and feels their lack if it hasn't been developed in the womb once they are born into this life. And similarly with our character qualities, that those are the things that we take with us, that we are developing these as our our spiritual limbs that we will use and the mysterious and beautiful realms beyond. So in my dream, it was more of an earthly context, and Amda Baha is really talking more about the purpose of this life and moving forward, not to get everyone down, but I just wanted to share, um, not that that would, it's very beautiful, but I'm not, I'm not hinting at anything is what I'm saying. And a related thought that I had, sort of bringing this idea of limbo and that this is not the April that any of us ordered from our, you know, universe catalog of these are the experiences I would like to have. And I was having a moment of sort of glumness. It's gray. We're on day, what, 19 of social distancing here in the United States where I live. And feeling that a disconnect between sort of my desires and aspirations for the quality of my life and then the reality of it being wet and gray and lonely and what's going on kind of thing. I was just having a moment and I'm sure I'm sure we're all having our moments. And and that this isn't what I ordered. And I thought about this line from this John Patrick Shanley play. And he's best known for the movie Moonstruck with Cher and Proof with Philip Seymour Hoffman and the Grand Madam. I forget her name. Anyway, so the line in this play, it's these like two Bronx girls, I think in the 80s, and they're just, the play is called Savage in Limbo. They're like just frustrated with life. And one of the characters says that she keeps being offered this one life and she doesn't want to take the life that's just offered to her because it's the first thing. Like she wants to hold out for something great, you know, the thing you want to say, yes, that's that's the thing I want to order in this life. And she says, but I'm 32 and this is still the only life that I've been offered and I still don't want that one. And that line of the play came to me the other day. And I think it's a very universal feeling. It was a male playwright who's much older than his character. You know, so I think everyone on the spectrum, like, probably knows this feeling a little bit. And it's it's so wonderful to articulate it so that we can see it for what it is and say, hmm, not sure it works that way. And I better start saying yes, because this might be (laughs) the only one. And it certainly is the life that's happening right now. And then I remembered his amazing, John Patrick Shanley's amazing introduction to his book of plays that I have here. And I think it's really going to help us move through this time. So I'm going to read it to you. I think you'll like it. So again, he's a writer. He's writing this to whoever may take the time to actually read his plays, which is mostly actors, directors, producers. But he says a lot of great stuff. 
In the third scene of the play, the dreamer examines his pillow. Dad says, the individual life is a dream. For me personally, this is a most moving idea. It frees me from my fear of death. It puts my ego where it belongs, in a place of secondary importance. It binds me to the human race and binds the race itself to the atoms and the stars. Who am I? This is a courageous question. A writer, as a writer and as a man, I am involved in one central struggle to discover and accept who I am. I believe all fear has its roots in denial. I have, at one time or another, denied everything, every fact of my specific self, my parents, my Bronx origin, my Americanness, my Irishness, my appetites, my mortality, my need for love and acceptance, my jealousy, my violence, my anger. I am not a courageous person by nature. I have simply discovered that at certain key moments in this life, You must find courage in yourself in order to move forward and live. It is like a muscle and it must be exercised first a little and then more and more. All the really exciting things possible during the course of a lifetime require a little more courage than we currently have. A deep breath and a leap. Writing is acting, is directing, is living your life. I have told you the things I have told you just so you would know something of my approach to playwriting. I see no difference between writing a play and living my life. The same things that make a moment in my life succeed, combust, move. These same things make a moment in my playwriting have life. And when I move in my writing, I have moved in my life. There is no illusion. It is all the same thing. And to me, that definitely speaks of the coherence of art with life, but it also just speaks that every moment of our life is our life. Every moment is a drop of that ocean. So... There's no difference between writing a play and living a life. There's no difference between living a moment, an hour, a day, and our whole life. And we have all of those moments to check in and reorient and recalibrate and to say yes to this life, no matter what it is that's happening. So I'm going to leave you with that, that idea of courage is a muscle to flex and to exercise and courage is saying yes to your life no matter what the current circumstances of it may be. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. Thank you for joining me in this spiritual conversation. As always, I invite you to subscribe, to share this podcast or video, 
definitely to share your thoughts, your comments, your voice memos. If you are so moved to join my mission on Patreon, I am going to be sharing free video art tutorials there starting this month to all of my patrons. There are links below. And patrons and email subscribers also get discounts for one-on-one art coaching. If that's something that you want to use some of your time or introspection right now to take up. So there are links below for that. And once again, I really appreciate you joining me in this. And you guys, these are historic times. These are historic times. Be gentle with yourself. Be brave. And let's see what new life we find on the other side of this. Bye-bye.